Hey beautiful humans! My name is Chloe Jean and my mission is to empower you to live a happier and healthier life to have the energy and knowledge you need to achieve your dreams. Hi, welcome back on Rise and Shine. This week I have a beautiful guest speaking about the power of the breast, the science behind breast work and how the breast can really transform your life and support you in your self-discovery journey. Berenice Tan is a breastwork teacher trainer. She's also an NLP practitioner, hypnosis practitioner, sound therapy and Reiki certified. Bear's story is born of sorrow, joy and endless transformation. Over the course of six years, she turned childhood trauma into a powerful mission to train breastwork facilitators all over the world. Since learning from 40 different meditation and breastwork experts worldwide, Burr has been featured on Channel 7, 10 and Triple M. She's worked with Hit 105 and has been featured in Style Magazine, Take 5 Magazine, The Corey Mail and more. Burr's unquenchable thirst for creating conscious empowered worlds through meditation and breastwork has led her to work with global tech companies like CSG or some of the New York's most successful CEO. Her Australian clients include the University of Swinsburg, University of Queensland and Mission Hospital and more. She's on a mission to help everyone she meets connect with their inner wisdom, harness their power and live the life they were born to live. Have fun and enjoy! I'm super, super happy and excited to have you here. Would you like to introduce yourself the way you like to introduce yourself? Thank you, Chloe. So good to be here. Uh, so I'm Burr. Um, my full name is Berenice Tan, but I don't like people using that because I always feel like I'm in trouble. So you guys can just call me Burr. Uh, I'm a breathwork teacher trainer. <laughs> I, um, I started on this journey about six years ago. Um, through meditation and I'm going to make this brief and then Chloe if you want to unpack anything you can go for your life um, so basically when I first started I was I had no understanding of spirituality consciousness meditation breath work I didn't understand why people had bare feet on the grass and I didn't understand vegetarians I just thought they were weird <laughs> so so that's where I began six years ago, which I think is why I've like now come to this place where I just devoted my whole entire life to breathwork and meditation because the the catalyst that I experienced when I first went to my meditation retreat um, six years ago, like completely blew my mind. Like I'd, I'd never thought that the level of freedom and joy and happiness that I experienced was possible. I just didn't know that that was something that even existed and so when I experienced that and that connection to myself for the first time it was like holy are we allowed to swear yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like holy shit like I I have to bring this back to the world and share it like there's there's no choice now um, and so my journey kind of looks like I um, flew to America and um studied the meditation studios over there and uh, learned a bunch of different modalities. And I went to India and I learned some more modalities, came back, 
ran some breath work on my cousin, thought I gave him psychosis, then went back to America to try and figure out how to fix his psychosis. And then <laughs> came back to Australia and then launched my breathwork business. And it was really, really unsuccessful. And I was so, I was in a really like terrible, like dark place financially because I'd left my dream job um, because I was like, I can feel the call from the universe and I must, I must now serve through breathwork and meditation only. And so I dropped everything what and then your flew away job? and then I flew back. It was, um, I was a primary school teacher at Ironside State School and this, this school was like, had kids that you only see in movies, like, like they'd like walk around with chap like the eight-year-olds walking around with chapter books and for free time they'd be like oh miss tan can we please can we please read a book and i'm like yes if you're good you can read a book like it was like my dream <laughs> it was so cute and they'd be like i'm so sorry miss tan one of your posters fell down and i was like that's okay ryan like can you go put it up for me and he's like oh thank you so much i'm like yes you're welcome <laughs> Anyway, so so I left that school <laughs> and it took, it had taken me like three years to get into that school. So I left that, flew to America, did all that, came back, like experienced massive failure. And then um, and then my I launched Carnably after that, which was like meditation with baby goats, which was like an events um, service. And it just, it went absolutely viral. And, um, and it was this extraordinary experience. And I was like, oh my God. I made it, it worked. But then um, I kind of like, I was like a spiritual person in business and I, I wasn't doing the business. And so that kind of like started to really burn me out. And then, uh, um, and then I ended up pivoting into coaching and then now I'm into breastwork teacher training. And it's so funny because it's like, it's just come full circle. Like I kind of went into that events and meditation um, and calmly stuff. Cause I was like, oh, I've got to bring the mission to the world. I've got to like make everyone meditate in a palatable way instead of like super boring, like sitting on your ass, doing nothing for 10 hours and not talking. I'm like, let's not do that. And instead we'll just bring goats and <laughs> and make everything super palatable. But then then I kind of lost sight of the mission because I was just so busy and in so much pain and suffering. And then, yeah, and now miraculously, I've ended up back where I started, which is back at breastwork again, um, training teachers. So that's kind of like my story in a nutshell. <laughs> this is awesome, this is a beautiful story. And what attracts you in breastwork? Because you'd said, you said you were doing meditation before. So what made you do breathwork? So the attractive thing about right. Um, so the attractive thing about breathwork is that it's a super accelerated experience. So meditation takes a lot of time um, over time, unless you're lucky to have lived multiple lives where you were a monk. Um, whereas, and there's a couple of other reasons too, but um, whereas breathwork is has the capacity to instantly transform um, really rapidly. It can shift your state really rapidly. And it, um, it accelerates the whole process. Uh, and the, the way I found breastwork was actually, again, um, from a place of not really believing in it, which I, I really like. I, I went to America and I went to my first breastwork class and it was that all the classes were full. There were like four classes a week and they had 35 people in them. 
And I was like, wow, this must be really awesome. So I went to the breathwork class. And I don't know how many of your viewers know what breathwork is. So um, you, it's, it's work, working with the breath. So it can be quite exhausting. And so I was doing it. <laughs> and so I was doing this class. And then I was like, oh my God, like this sucks so much. Like I hate breath work. And then I kind of passed out. And then I was like, why does anyone do this? Uh, and I left. And then I followed my um, intuition, which was like, you got to go again. And so as I was walking there, I had all these voices in my head, like, oh, dude, let's just like eat lunch again. Cause like, like that's going to be more pleasurable than this class. And at least you know, you're going to get something out of that. I was like, oh, let's go to the gym or like, and it was literally, this is like a two, two minute walk from my apartment to the studio. And then eventually I just got there and I was like, all right, let's just surrender. We're going to do it. And, um, and then lay down, did it. And that's when it hit. That's when I was like maybe 15 minutes in. And then I just like broke I broke. I can't explain it. I, like, it. It was like my whole being just erupted and I started crying and crying and crying. And my body was like, oh, like a tight bowstring, just like, like pulling towards like a clamp almost. And, um, and I started saying out loud, um, you couldn't save him. You couldn't save him. And I, and I was like crying and crying. So you couldn't save him. You could save him. And I was like, what the fuck? But also like, oh, like, <laughs> and it was so, it was just so profound. I was like, this has only ever happened after I've done 10 days of meditation um, in a silent retreat. Like that level of emotional release has only ever occurred when I've just forced myself to be still for so long long and so then I was at that point I was like okay like this is amazing because yeah you don't have to do 10 days of work in order to see results beautiful this is awesome and the, the yeah. power of the breath so can you tell us exactly for you what what is breath work for someone that has yeah, no a, idea and never come across <laughs> breath work who doesn't do any meditation what is it exactly yeah so breath work is a manipulation of the breath so It comes from pranayama, which is like a yoga term. And prana is breath and yama is control in Sanskrit. So it's just breath control. And through controlling our breath, we manipulate the levels of carbon dioxide and oxygen in our bodies, which creates an altered state of consciousness. And in this altered state, often it's similar to what you'd experience on psychedelics or DMT um, or other uh, plant medicines because it deactivates your prefrontal cortex and then allows you to drop into like the more primal parts of your brain, like your um, limbic system um, and actually feel your emotions. And so this altered state of conscious inhibits the part of you that wants to think about everything and you're able to actually feel how you really feel and release it. And that's it. Beautiful. So For someone who's never done any breastwork, what would you say to convince someone to try to do breastwork? For someone who's not really into this and maybe think that it's a woo-woo kind of practice? I wouldn't say anything. I would say, let's do it. So maybe we can do like three deep breaths right now. And, I'll, and then they'll get to experience it because it's, yeah. yeah. Like someone can tell me that eating sugar is bad for you, but I don't notice. 
it's just it feels too good and then I don't notice until I stop eating it and I'm like wow actually I can feel better mm, uh, so mm, so what we're going to do is breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth for three breaths we're going to breathe into the belly and then allow our side and back ribs to open up and then exhale out through the mouth when you breathe in imagine that you're relaxing your shoulders releasing your face and when you exhale control the exhale a lot of the time people want to go ah and just force it all out because they've taken a deep breath but how breath work works is that when you inhale you go into a state of arousal or um, you're activating your sympathetic nervous system and when you exhale you're activating your parasympathetic or your relaxation so you want to extend that so you can either bring the two systems into homeostasis or go into that relaxation so if you'd like to close your eyes and just relax your eyelids mouth shoulders lungs and imagine that your belly is spilling out into the world we'll take three deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth breathing into the belly allowing your ribs to expand and exhale out through the mouth long and slow. Breathe in again. Softening your shoulders. Exhale. And last time we're gonna hold at the top, breathe in deep and full, expand, open, hold. Relax the shoulders, relax the face. And on your exhale, sigh it out. <sighs> Let your breath return to its natural, normal state and gently move your hands and feet rolling your shoulders up and away from your ears and then opening your eyes this is awesome this is <laughs> i just feel like so much more relaxed just after three breaths and more mm. centered and more present and slowing down what's going on mm. here and coming back in the body That's it. It's, I try not to give, especially beginners, any like long practice. Five or 10 minutes is even too long for them sometimes because our minds are so busy. We just want to commit to something that we know is definitely going to work. So starting with three deep breaths is really powerful because then it doesn't take a lot of effort and then they do still notice the impact and they're like, oh, yes. maybe I could do more. Exactly. And knowing also that you have that everywhere with you. So whenever you feel stressed, whenever you feel like you're in traffic or something is pissing you off, you always have this superpower with you so you can just change your state just like that. 
in three, yeah. three breaths. Yeah, 100%. And it's it's almost like someone's argument for why it it's they didn't want to do um, breath work was because it's too simple. They're like, no, it doesn't make any sense. I'm like, yeah, no, that, that's actually that's actually all you need to do. Just breathe and it will absolutely change your state. Yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. That can, you, can you explain a little bit how it works um, in our body, chemically and like at a cellular level, what's going on exactly? Yeah, yeah. So when we do that breath, for example, that's a belly breath, we're um, allowing like anatomically the diaphragm, which sits like a dome underneath your lungs. And so your lungs are not muscles, they're, they're spongy tissue and they expand with your ribs um, and intercostal muscles. So if you breathe into your belly and you're pulling down the diaphragm, which sits like this and actually crushes the lungs. So it comes down and then your lungs expand to their full capacity. So first of all, you get more oxygen in your body, which is, uh, there's a study that shows you get six mils of oxygen per second when you're chest breathing and 40 mils of oxygen per second when you're belly breathing. Wow. Yeah, it's massive difference. <laughs> massive. <laughs> the studies have also shown that if you are breathing into your chest, um, especially through your development as a kid, it, that's why kids get crooked teeth. They, The classic, you know, mouth breather joke is not a joke. It's based on reality. It's like people will develop deformities because they're limiting their oxygen supply. They limit the um, the parts of the brain that are responsible for learning and memory and cognition. They actually don't develop as well. So then they become slightly um, disabled and then they get called mouth breathers. And it's like, well, it's literally true. That's what's happened. Wow. Um, so what is mouth breather joke? Uh, I'm not sure <laughs> what it is. I don't know. It's just, it's just like um, um, people when they when someone says that someone's an idiot, they'll be like, "Oh, he's such a mouth breather." Okay. Oh, okay. Because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you don't know about the joke. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's it's an anatomical issue. Um, and so when we breathe into the belly, first of all, we are oxygenating ourselves properly, which means that um, well, our body is optimally geared to to perform just even better because how oxygen works is it comes into the bloodstream, the um, goes into the cells, the mitochondria metabolize it, and then it gets released as energy. Uh, but obviously if we're not getting enough oxygen, then the cells can't repair themselves. They just die. And then certain parts of the, the body and brain have to really be limited in their energy supply because there's only a limited amount of oxygen. And then that's where we get more acute cases of, of disease. Um, so on a physical level, there's that. What was your question again? So yeah, what what happened exactly in the body when we do breath work? What's going on in the on a cellular level? Ah, cool. And chemically, cool. internally, okay. what what do we experience? What's going on? Okay, cool. So there's another study. <laughs> thank you. There's another study that shows that this was done by Stanford's Mark Krasner. He um, found a cluster of neurons that. Um, spies on the rate of respiration and so it looks at the pattern reports back to the locus coeruleus and then floods the brain with projections about 
how you should be emotionally, what state you should be in. Should you be anxious, excited, sad, relaxed, whatever? And so there's a, a feedback loop that happens with the breath. The breath gets influenced by our thoughts and feelings and we can influence our thoughts and feelings with our breath. So physically, anatomically, that's what's happening. And then um, on another level, we can look at it in terms of uh, there's very few physiological processes that are both conscious and unconscious for us. So that means that the heart beats uh, by itself and we can't control it. So that's an unconscious process. Um, and the breath is unconscious. It's like if I tried to stop breathing, unless I was extraordinarily disciplined, I would probably towards death, like try and breathe again, just because I couldn't control that unconscious mechanism. But then also I can consciously control it. And so what happens is when we become aware of our breath, we're actually gaining conscious awareness of our unconscious mind. So on a very deep level, we then get to observe our thoughts and feelings outside of our reaction to them. So that's why it's super powerful for bringing more presence into our lives because the breath is this continuous thing that we can't stop. And so every time the mind starts to like wander over into the future about like all the um, things that could potentially go wrong, you know, lockdown, um, and not enough pasta, um, like <laughs> that kind of shit. <laughs> and like the past of like, how come everyone took all the pasta and all that stuff? Like it, it can, uh, <laughs> it can bring us back to the present moment of, well, I'm just going to be with this sensation, this breath. And um, there was a study, I think it's in Joe Spencer's book, I'm Breaking the Habit of Being You, but I don't quote me on that, um, where he said there's a structure in the brain called the thalamus, which allows you to switch between sensory experience and um, thinking, essentially, or logical thought. And so, like, in relationships with men and women, the, the guy is like, is like saying, hey, the girl is like, oh, I'm so sad. Like, you know, I just feel so awful. I don't know why. And then she's like, I think, you know, Rachel said I'm a bitch. And then he's like, oh, great. Well, I'll just go bash her. And she's like, no, what? <laughs> just be with my feelings. And he's like, no, but I have a solution. Like, you can just stop being sad now. And it's a, it's a classic, <laughs> classic masculine feminine paradigm of like, the masculine is in his logical thought and the woman is in her sensory experience. Mm. Um, and so like it's, they're unable to be in both at the same time. So you can switch really rapidly between them, but you can't experience both. So if you're really, really in your mind and you start to breathe, you actually switch off the thoughts mm. and you drop into your sensory experience and into your body. That's amazing. <laughs> And what are the health benefits of breastwork? Ah, so um, you can uh, lower your blood pressure, you can improve your sleep, you yeah. can, yeah, I, I used to have insomnia when I was little, that's gone. Um, what else? You can improve your digestion, yeah. you can, on a, in a, over a long period of time, you could 
correct your IBS. And all of this links in a lot with the, um, so what I've spoken about so far is like the everyday breathing and how um, changing your everyday breath can improve your life. Um, and now I'm going to talk about the cyclical breath, which is stuff that people have probably heard, like holotropic, Wim Hof, mm, yeah. uh, rebirthing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that stuff. <laughs> so in terms of, of health, that stuff allows your body to release stored emotions and trauma and releasing all those suppressed emotions actually allows, allows you to heal um, mental conditions that, that are the, the underlying conditions for so much physical disease. Uh, so it's a, it sounds like a, a massive thing to say, but but breath work, when done with everyday breathing and with the this kind of more um, intense processes, mm -hmm. um, it, it can radically alter your body's reaction to disease and environmental stresses. Yeah, and that's what also Joe Dispenza is doing with meditation, but he's also doing a little bit of breastwork. And I'm so fascinated about all that and how your body can actually, when when you start activating your, your parasympathetic nervous system, you're triggering mm. the healing state. And you can activate that just with the breath. Ooh, that's it. Yeah. Because yeah, most of the time, because we're chest breathing, we're in SNS, like sympathetic yeah. nervous system. And so things like reproductive organs, digestive system, um, the body's ability to recover and repair cells, all of that is switched off. Whereas when you belly breathe, it's like, doo, 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 they just all come back on. And then, and then you're actually just continuously healing yourself throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's just with everything we have every day. <laughs> oh, breath. How cool yeah. is that? <laughs> Just like, <laughs> just like taking some deep breaths and doing a breathwork, a proper breathwork, you can change your chemistry, your inner chemistry, and your the expression of your genes. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, exactly. And you can also have way better orgasms. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for men and women. Yeah. Okay. Cool. By by practice, so mm. by just practicing regular breastwork. Uh, more like when you're um, when you're making love, then you would be breathing in a cyclical way as well to like mm -hmm. increase oxygen flow, to increase blood flow to your um, to your genitals, to open and expand more, to create more sensitivity, and then because um, the tendency to an orgasm is to contract and tighten, but then that actually contains the pleasure. Whereas if you can relax everything and continue to breathe through it, then it allows a way deeper experience to unfold. Amazing. Well, great, great <laughs> tips here. <laughs> I, I, was about, um, I really want to do also a podcast around like sexuality and orgasm. Oh, cool. and sex and, so yeah, yeah, great. Love that. Um, can you, or do you know why, what is the reason why we get lightheaded and why we get like sometimes cramp in our fingers when we do breastwork? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, so uh, now we've moved back into the domain of like cyclical breathing. So this cyclical breathing is like the um, kinds of crazy breastwork that uh, require you to breathe in and out through your mouth without pausing at the top of the bottom. That kind of breath is not what you do every day. It's just in a safe setting. And the reason that we get um, tingling, lightheadedness, um, and 
cramping in the hands is because we are essentially starving the brain of oxygen. It seems really counterintuitive, but what's, um, what's occurring is we're deep breathing really fast, which over-oxygenates the body. And then there's not enough carbon dioxide to allow that oxygen to be released into the bloodstream. So the blood, the oxygen molecule goes to the hemoglobin and it's like, what's up? And then they travel for a while together. And then the idea is it eventually drops off, but it, it doesn't, it just binds to it because it needs um, carbon dioxide in order to release it. Uh, so, so we get into the state of like over-oxygenation, which means that our body then won't release the oxygen, which means that our body gets deprived of oxygen. So you get lightheaded, um, you get tingling in the, in the hands and feet. And the tetany happens um, on a scientific level because of the state. And on a spiritual level, it's happening because you're unable to let go of something that wants to move through your nervous system. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, um, like there's a, another study about zebras. Have you heard of this one? No. Cool. Okay. So basically they studied a zebra and they watched the zebra and it was like, it'd get chased by a lion and then it would come back to the grass and it would just start eating grass again. And they were like, why does the zebra not do what humans do and just stand there and like tell all of its friends, like, dude, I just got chased by a lion. It was so fucked up. Like <laughs> I need counseling. And all the other zebras are like, <laughs> man oh my god and the zebra's like i'm never gonna go onto the grass again because then a lion's gonna like humans do that yeah. and zebras don't and they were like why does that happen and so um yeah so they studied them and then they found that um what would happen actually is the zebra would go to the grass and then it would go into a whole body convulsion so you just see it shaking and like ripple or skip fur rippling and it's dislodging all the adrenaline so it's like oh, like oh my god and then it goes to a quiet place where it's safe, releases all the emotion, and then it can just go back to being present. Wow. Yeah. And so for humans, because as you see kids, you know, they'll just be drawing and they're like, ah, like for no reason, or they'll like just go like throw their arms up in the air and then like run around and fall over. And then it, like there's just so much energy. We're the same, only we've been taught to contain it all. And so we're busy, like, holding it all in, keeping it all together, locking in the adrenaline, locking in the trauma response, um, refusing to let the emotion move through and be released. And then it kind of gets stuck. We consciously suppress it because we want to have all our shit together. Uh, like, it's not, you know, oh, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, it was bad, but it's, it's okay. I'm good. Right? And this is the dominant um, conditioning. And so we do that, suppress it consciously. And then over time with enough conscious suppression, it becomes repression so that we're unable to even notice that we're reacting emotionally. And that just kind of adds to the, the stuff in the nervous system, which then can get massively released in breastwork um, in the same way that you kind of have a wound and you just poke it until it starts opening up and then you can clean it out. That's great. That's a great metaphor. And, and so uh, to talk a bit more about like trauma release and emotional release during breastwork, 
how could you explain that that happened? That we feel like some emotion are just rising and then we start to cry or start to have like conversion or... Again, the, the best experience is going to be to try it for yourself and feel it. And if you don't get that opportunity, how we can explain it is that every emotion is a physiological response. It's felt first as a sensory expression. And so, for example, when we are sad, um, we hunch and we and our lungs tighten. And I'm like, <laughs> and it's like this throbbing and, and convulsing. If I'm sad and I choose not to go through that experience, then my body starts to unconsciously create that physicality without me being aware. So like, for example, if you see um, people with their shoulders really rounded, it's like they've had all this emotion and, and it hasn't been safe to release it or express it. And so the body starts to mimic that, that level of suppression. And then when you breathe, you're, you're expanding through those, those, those muscles, the, the fascia, um, the tightness and all the, the hormonal responses that didn't complete themselves that are locked in that tension in that tissue are then actually able to kind of quiver and then open and then release it all. Did that answer your question? Yes, that was great. And that's funny because that's exactly what happened with me as well. I used to have like my shoulder all the time, like a bit down and a bit like um, going inwards. Oh. And I started doing some work on myself, personal development. And also I had a massage, uh, Ayurvedic massage mm. one year ago. And as soon as she touched it, my solar plexus, I start crying. Mm. And I was like, what's going on? Wow. Mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah I didn't understand what was going on exactly because in my head I was like everything is fine I'm happy like I'm going back to Australia I have my boyfriend everything was fine in my logical mind yeah however just with the touch on my solar plexus I started crying like mm. crazy releasing everything and after this experience I was like oh that was weird. Like, I'm not sure what happened, but I want more. Like, I, I want to understand what's, what's going on. And I started doing, like, more work and more work and more work. And by doing that, I changed how I stand. I changed my posture. And now I can, I'm able to stand, like, with my shoulder away back and up. Mm -hmm. And I feel safe. And I remember exactly what you said. Like, I was crawling my shoulder like that because I didn't feel safe I when I was putting my shoulder backward I felt like oh it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel right at all mm. I felt like very mm. vulnerable and my chest was too open and that was because I was holding on to a lot of uh, emotional trauma mm. that I now released with the breastwork and the massage as well really helped mm. and it was unconscious yeah. unconscious like my subconscious was dealing with a lot of stuff that I wasn't even bringing my awareness to. 
Mm. And with breastwork and that, I released it and it changed how I stand. Like, how crazy mm-hmm. is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Can I tell a miraculous story that is, like, kind of crazy? Yeah, tell me. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, I feel like we've got over enough science now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm give them a, do- a big dose of spirituality. Yeah, science um, is good. Tick, you tick the box <laughs> for all the people who are, like, really in this logical brain. <laughs> yeah. um, so, in the past, when I used to get a UTI, it would take me about five days, maybe five to seven to heal. And um, I'd always take antibiotics as well. I'd be like, oh, you know, my, it hurts to pee. So were you going to say something? Uh, yeah. What is it? UTI? Oh, it's a urinary tract infection. Yeah. Okay, great. It, yeah. It just means that it hurts at the end of your pee string. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> yes. And it would take me like five to seven days on antibiotics to heal it. And so um, I was out in the middle of nature and I got a UTI. And the only reason I knew um, that it was really really bad was because I, I peed and it was bloody like there was it was blood coming out of me and I was like oh my god like this is really really bad and I can't get to a doctor I can't get to a hospital um my friends were kind of high at the time so they couldn't help me <laughs> so I was like oh, I had no choice like I actually you know I've been telling people for years that you can heal yourself with the breath and you can like you know because I <laughs> Because I'd done all the research, I knew, but I'd never had a chronic condition that I heal myself from. So then I was like, oh, fuck, I think I'm going to actually have to, to try and do the, the magic thing they do. And, um, and so I started doing breath work and it really hurt at that point. And I did like completed one round and it was so uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, I can't keep doing this. Why do I have to do this? Why do I work? And then I did it again and then it started to feel really easy and then slow. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I just kept going and kept going. And then I had this moment um, where I kind of, it was like my whole being was like obliterated and I, I screamed and I didn't know what happened. And then my, my partner at the time um, had mentioned that he felt like I was birthing something. And I, and I felt like, I was like, this is crazy. And then um, I, like, I, after I'd kind of, like, had that experience, I just sat there with my body and I asked out loud and I was like, what do you need? And she was like, water, food, rest. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so then I got, like, a two-liter water, water bottle and I just, like, drank about a liter of it and then I organized food and I peed and there was still blood and I was like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm just going to breathe again, like the breaths that we did early in the session and make them super, like, loving and, like, full of, of like, forgiveness for all the sexual trauma, for all the times that I hadn't listened to my body and put someone else's needs, a man's needs before my own, before, you know, or maybe put, like, work and service to the mission ahead of me needing sleep or food or even going to the toilet. Um, and I just kept breathing, like, in the toilet um that forgiveness and that and that like love and appreciation and then uh, I did that and then I drank more water and then the next time I peed it was completely clear and uh, I was like yeah and then and I, I was still like okay like 
skeptic me was like nah that's just because you drank like two liters of water in one go like this is not that you magically healed yourself but then over the next 24 hours the pain just completely vanished and it usually took me between five and seven days to heal a UTI with antibiotics where I didn't even bleed whereas this time I was bleeding and I had no antibiotics and I healed myself in 36 hours yeah this is, this is a great story. This is an amazing story. And that reminds me of exactly what happened with me as well. I used to have a lot, a lot of urinary infection. And mm. because you mentioned that, I realized that since I started doing my personal development journey and the breastwork, I don't have it anymore. It didn't happen. Like it's been oh! more than a year that I haven't had any. <laughs> and before, I used to have like at least once a month or once every two months, I had one. Wow. So it's crazy how the mind, when you feel like you're not in the right place or you're not doing something that, you're doing something that is not very aligned with your higher purpose, with your higher self, when you're not, when you are out of alignment, your body is telling you that you are. And when I start like doing yeah personal development and changing careers and everything, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> that, that's super, super cool. Ah, oh, that's super, amazing. Super cool. And yeah, yeah that's wow. just the the power of the brace is just incredible. And as you said, like you have to experience it as well, um, mm. because it's like it's like reading as like it's like reading a book about swimming you can read a book mm. about swimming or you can go swimming <laughs> yeah. right and it's exactly yeah. the same with breastwork you can learn about breastwork or you can go and do it and see for mm. yourself how powerful yeah. it is and how it can yeah, impact how you feel and your even just how you feel on a daily basis like your stress level if you have anxiety if you feel like you're overthinking all the time, it's just helping you to just whew, quiet your mind and going back safely in your body and allowing the, the breath to guide you and to be able to release whatever you have to let go of as well. Mm. Just, yeah, and that's uh, a lot of people find as well when they first start breathing, they're like, oh, no, I can't do it. It's really uncomfortable or I feel like yeah. I'm sick. And the piece here is like exactly what you were saying. Like your body was giving you these UTIs because you weren't listening to that part of you that was like, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. And for me, it's like my body gave me a UTI because it was like knocking on my door. Like, hey, dude, you're having too much sex and you don't want to. And then I didn't listen. And then eventually it was screaming. It was like, no, like, listen. And then and because it was screaming, I stopped, right? And and that's what that's the power of the body it, it will give us an alarm if but it will like kind of prick us and then it will give us a door knock and then it will sound the alarm until we listen and the breath is just this amazing tool to get us back into our bodies so we can actually listen and serve ourselves so that we can serve everybody else this is beautiful this is amazing <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much for that that was incredible um, where where can people find you? Uh, so they can add me on Facebook under Berber. 
um, yep. or they can um, find my website. It's reconnectmeditation.com.au or um, Instagram, it's Bear Meditation. Great. All right. You will, I will add everything in the notes of the podcast anyway, so you can just click on the link. Amazing. Yes, Amazing. I have a free class every Tuesday. Yeah. A free class every Tuesday, and I can also drop them a like five minute practice as well if they want. Thank you very much. That was amazing. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for sharing your stories with me as well. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you liked it, you can rate it with five stars, or you can share it and send it to someone who would love to hear more about breastwork. You will find in the podcast note a five minute breastwork that you can practice at home if you're curious about discovering a bit more about breastwork. And otherwise, I really encourage you to follow her on Instagram or Facebook or go to her website if you're lucky to be in Australia and maybe be part of her beautiful workshop. Uh, have a beautiful week and I see you next week. Bye.